Welcome back to the ball, episode twenty-four. Not sure what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, it was a real slow week in uh, international football today, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I heard uh, Jose Mourinho got sacked. Can you believe that? Just sent straight to the curb by Tottenham, huh? Man, and he got a fifty million dollar severance package. Fifty million euros, which is like sixty something uh, USD. But damn. Well, they, Tottenham sure knows how to throw a going away party. No, they're seventh right now. Um, you see them breaking in to that top four? No, I think the teams ahead of them are in much better form. You know, even Liverpool with their struggles. Uh, you know, I like them. And then Tuchel's got Chelsea rolling. West Ham's look consistent. I, I, I think it's a tough road for Tottenham. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's even out there in the market. I know they appointed uh, some 29-year-old uh, to be the interim manager. Caretaker manager. 29 year old. 29, yeah, one of the you, youngest. Do you really think he's going to have uh, Harry Kane's respect? Uh, you know, probably not, but as long as he can be smart enough to put Harry Kane in the starting lineup when he's healthy, I think he'll do fine. Yeah. He might even get the job next season. Yeah, do you think they're missing uh, Pochinito or the PSG man nowadays? Uh, they might be missing him a little bit. You know, now he's in the Champions League semifinals and. He's back and he's gonna come back to England. Huh? They've got Manchester City, so uh, that should be interesting. That's next week. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of these big clubs and speaking of these super clubs, you know, <laughs> uh, Brian, what is this super league nonsense I'm hearing? What's going on? Well, everyone was throwing a, a fit a couple days ago upon announcement. Now teams are dropping out left and right. We really don't know exactly what's going on. So, so the whole row was about UEFA, right? These, the UEFA, and this isn't the first time the, cha- the Super League has come up. Actually, the ball had a episode which we discussed this. Actually, this was episode six, way so, back, way back in the day. So this has been brewing. You know, we were on it. So if you're curious to hear more information about it, visit our episode, and uh, we're gonna dig into it a little bit more uh, this this episode. So. It all started with everyone was unhappy with UEFA, and they're saying the group stage is not as good. And I can, I'll be honest. Do you watch? Every, do you get excited for group stage football matches? It's certainly not every match. You know, when Liverpool's playing whatever team made it out of Russia, you know, I'm I'm really not usually tuning in for that. But there, there are on occasion there's a couple of games I like to watch. Yeah, on occasion there's at that group of death, and sometimes you get a maybe you get a PSG and a, you know. Dortmund in there sometimes and everyone's like ooh this would be a nice group to watch so they switched it up they they also want to make a bit more money with just packing in some more games so instead of 32 teams now they're going up to 36 next season and instead of uh, 6 games in a group stage they're going to they're going to play 10 group matches 5 home games and 5 away games and it has produced over 100 new matches so, and this is UEFA's proposal for next year. Proposal for next year. This, so they had this whole plan about making the Champions League better. And then that plan goes through, I think it was Friday. And then talks of the Super League start popping up. When was that? Like uh, Sunday night? Yeah, it started resurfacing. It started resurfacing. So I started thinking, why are these big clubs um, wanting more money? And exactly how much money do they they, how much more money do they, do they want to earn? So comparatively, Bayern, uh, the most recent Champions League winners, 
156 million. And before that, Liverpool won 133 million. And this is from the 2.2 estimated revenue of the uh, UEFA Champions League, 2.2 billion, right? And they're just splashing out 133 million to your club. Well, how did you use that? Did you do? Do you remember how Liverpool used that uh, money? Um, I don't think we made a whole lot of purchases following the Champions League. We because players are so expensive yeah. nowadays, you know. Yeah. So hey, maybe. Maybe we need maybe we need some more money in this Champions League, don't you think? Well, it's never enough, is it? It's 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 never enough. So, uh, these eight clubs, was it eight clubs or nine for the Super League? Maybe Super. I think there was twelve that oh, were uh, committed. So, they go. Hey, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, can you uh, lend us like I don't know eight billion, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's gonna start out as 4.8 billion, but this is a, a loan with two to three percent interest for 23 years. So at the end of it, you know, if you put in the three percent inflation, 8.4 billion total value. And a modest sum. A modest sum, you know. So and the talks were for this investment to be offered uh, to investors later. So you could have been buying a uh, maybe an ETF of a couple uh, football teams. Maybe you get a nice Manchester City stock at 154, and you know let it go at like 220. Maybe they win the champ. Maybe they win the Super League, and you make some money off that. Well, you know, not everyone's as savvy as you with uh, an investment, Sui. <laughs> well, uh, what can I say? I wish I was more savvy. Then I'd probably be doing better in my investments right now. <laughs> so I started looking, or we started looking at the Champions League group stage and winning through. Um, some of the cost breakdown of how much you win uh, per round and what how much bonus you win at the end we'll share that on Instagram so uh, be sure to check that out and it got us all thinking here what would be the impact of the players if this actually came through do you think UEFA and FIFA would have actually kicked or banned from pe people from coming to play for their national teams I think they were very serious about that threat. Now, I don't know how much they could implement that threat, but it was a serious impact. I, players love playing for their country. I can't imagine a better feeling than lifting that World Cup trophy um, for the nation you grew up in. Um, so I think that would be a big impact for players, but, but money is also a big impact on these players as well. And when I started looking at this a little bit closer, I started realizing if these Super League teams stayed firm, this could have definitely worked, right? Because I would have been watching the games. And I'm sure a lot of people would have been watching the games. The money would have been flowing. But then, again, the integrity of the game would have been compromised. Um, is that... Can you put a price on that? You know, as a lover of football myself, of course, you know, I, I want to watch the best teams play the best teams. So I would have tuned in if the Super League went through. But the principle of it is what bothers me. In the Super League, they, those teams, they don't have to earn their spot. They're guaranteed. It's, it's a, a, a God-given right to be a part of it. You know, and what makes you know, these domestic leagues so special towards the end is those teams fighting to earn Champions League spots, you know, fighting to not be relegated. That's what makes it so exciting. And taking that away, it just defeats the, the beautiful aspect of that. And it was good to see 
some of the clubs stepping down, notably uh, Chelsea, and which is a bit it's a bit ironic for me, you know, given who their owner is and how they infiltrated the English Premier League and infused all this money in there. Um, you know, it was uh, it was good to see him standing up for what is right. <laughs> Charitable and Chelsea usually don't go hand in hand, so I was impressed. Yeah, no, hey. Well, sometimes there might be some nice Russian oligarchs <laughs> over on the other side. Now, moving forward, do you think this talk will come back up? Because there might have been a bit more uh, strain on these big clubs uh, financially. And they were demanding more money from UEFA. And you could, you could, understand, you could understand them, you know, if, if it's... If it's a Champions League and they're playing some maybe no-name team in Russia and or from no-name team in Ukraine and someone gets injured on a Madrid or a PSG or something, you know, uh, they're the ones bringing all the revenue into the Champions League. So they were thinking, hey, we're in a little bit of debt. Some teams a lot of debt. I think 800 million is considered a lot. Barcelona mm-hmm. um, and they were in trouble COVID crisis was going on you know they weren't being as profitable and this was a quick way to just bam make 500 million just like that and possibly even more and to come and do you think this was a result of the COVID pandemic or do you think it'll uh, surface its head again once uh, we start come back into normalcy yeah, you know, I think the COVID circumstance definitely influenced it. You know, teams did not make nearly as much money as they could have if stadiums were full and all the games would have been able to play. But I think greed's the biggest driver of this. You know, these big clubs just want to keep getting bigger. Um, they don't want to have to earn their spots. You know, you look at some of the teams that were going to be included in the Super League, you know, the the Tottenham's, the Arsenal's of the world. These teams have not been in top form. They would not have qualified for Champions League this year. You know, you look at uh, Inter Milan and AC Milan, while they've had a resurgence this past year or so, they were they struggled for many years where they weren't making the Champions League side, you know, and they just want to be handed that, and that's that's just not how the, the integrity of football would have been dropped had that occurred. And now it's looking like the Super League was maybe just a big uh, poker game, you know. This they'll get a chance to come back to the negotiating table with UEFA, and now they've, I guess they've shown their colors and seeing just how far they would go. And don't, don't play with Fernando Perez. He's a very serious man. He he will leave the Champions League. I think one of the interesting arguments that uh, Florentino Perez made was that that young people don't care about football anymore, and that you know we need to spark their interest again. You know when all these pictures on Instagram of the people protesting the Super League. It looked rather young out there. A lot of youngsters speaking out about this. It also speaks to our demographic here and the ballistness. You know, a lot of a lot of young uh, people who are excited about uh, world football and keep tuning in week after week. So thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week.